Let's go to Mary Holm. Hello, Happy New Year. Hello, Jesse. Nice to see you. Thank you. You too. Oh, it's great to have you in for another year, Mary. How long have you been doing this slot on a Thursday? Was it 2016? Maybe even 2015. Almost four years. It's been a while. Have you had a nice summer? Yes, thanks. Yeah, cool. I was going to tell you one quick story that came from my summer because I thought it was interesting. Mm. I was driving off the Coromandel with my friend, an American, Sharon, sitting in the front seat with me, and a car was tailgating me like you wouldn't believe, and there was nowhere I could pull over. Mm. Finally, I got a place where I could pull over, and I did, and as I did so, I opened my window and gave a certain hand signal to to this guy, (laughs) and Sharon, my American friend, said, no, no, Mary, no, no, he might have a gun. (laughs) And I thought that was really reflective of... The difference between living in New Zealand and I said to her, Sharon, there are some guns in New Zealand, but they're not sitting on driver's seats, you know. No. Uh, just goes to show, she just freaked out. She said, you don't, you're never aggressive to cars in America, wow. where she comes from. But the great yeah. thing about this beautiful country is you can give the fingers to whoever you want yeah. with no repercussions. <laughs> well, hopefully not. No. <laughs> certainly not Certainly not being shot. Oh, yeah. The story I've been yeah. telling recently about my summer, it's not really a summer story, but I'll share it anyway, is... Um, so my kids went back to school today, yeah. and um, you know we love our kids, and we try and strike the balance between like looking after them, but letting them find their own way yes. of life. And yes, my wife said to me, "Do you think we're um, do you think we're doing too much for Daisy in particular? Daisy is six, yeah. you know. We um, we were in the kitchen at the time. She was like, you know, we get her breakfast, we get her oats out, we pour yeah. the milk, we get the frozen raspberries. You know, do you think that?" Do you think that we're doing too much for her? And I said, no, I think it's okay. You know, it's normal. And at that point, Daisy came out of her bedroom just by coincidence. And she said to us both, Dad, do we have a fridge? <laughs> and I thought, hmm, maybe she could get to know this kitchen a little bit better. Yes, yeah. yes. And then when she's 16, she's going to be opening the fridge and it's taking ages to choose what to get out because it's a hot day and it's nice yeah. standing in front of the fridge. That's a real yeah, teenage say, thing. shut that fridge yeah. like yes. I do to her mother. Okay. Yes. Yes. Now, Mary yeah. is here to talk about the review of Retirement Income Policy 2019, which is going to be more exciting than it sounds because yeah. <laughs> Mary's an expert on policy and actually how it works out in real life. And uh, it was released by the Commission for Financial Capability yesterday, and there's 19 recommendations, but 14 of those are about KiwiSaver. Mary has written the book on KiwiSaver, literally, so she's the best person to ask, are these good recommendations or not? Yeah, and look, I'm biased because I worked with the Commission on these recommendations, Mm. so I think they are good. Of course they do. But I think a few of them are quite interesting and a little bit different from what we've been hearing about before. And one I wanted to zoom in on was called Small Steps, which would enable people to gradually increase their employee contributions into KiwiSaver. Um, So people, most people are currently on three, although some people are on 4% of their pay because ages ago that was the Mm. the base amount. Um, This idea would be that for any new KiwiSaver member, they would automatically be put into what we're calling a small steps program and anyone else could sign up for it. So that every, we said every July 1st, um, it, anyone who signed up for it, their KiwiSaver contribution would rise by half a percentage point. Mm-hmm. So if they're currently on three, it would go to three and a half, and then a year later it would go to four, mm. etc. 
automatically on up to 10%. And at any time, they can pull out mm. and stay where they are or they can drop back, you know, so say if you lost your job or something like that, you might say can't can no longer afford this. So at any time you can go back to all the way back to three or where wherever mm. you want to be. But if you don't do anything about it, once you've signed up automatically every year, your contributions will go up by half a percent. Um, now my immediate reaction is that that's quite good because I should be careful here, but most people would we'll probably have a little pay bump every couple of years. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Would that be it's, true? Yeah, I think I think a lot of people get it annually, don't they? Oh, look, I don't yeah, know. But, no, I don't know. Um, um, and, but, but what I'm saying is that you might not even notice that half no, percent if your income is going up regularly. That's that's right. I mean, on if you're making $50,000, it would amount to $10 a fortnight. The, the contribution will go up $10 per fortnight, five a week. Um, and if you and went up, for, I'm just going to do some quick maths here, um, but if you went to a given a pay rise from fifty to $55,000 and it went yes. up $10 a fortnight, it might just about cancel each other out. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. I'm not never good at doing that maths, maths that quickly. I'm ignoring tax as well, but yeah. But you're quite right. I mean, and even if you don't get a pay rise, having, your, having 10 more dollars come out of a fortnightly pay packet is probably not terribly painful mm. for... For most people, it's something that that uh, any new KiwiSaver person would automatically be in it, but they can opt out whenever they want, and everyone else would just sign up for it if they chose to. So we're not saying people have to do it, but um, the, currently there's nothing to stop you from doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it might be a while before the government picks up this idea, if ever. It might you know these are just recommendations to the government, so there's nothing to stop a person from every July the 1st or at their own birthday or whenever, increasing their own contributions. Mm. Um, although you can't do half a percentage, they currently are sort of whole percentage jumps. Mm. Um, having said that, you can still also just separately send money directly to the Lots provider some. if you want to. Yes, yeah. yes, or a regular amount every fortnight or whatever. Um, so people can do this kind of thing anyway, but... This would be automatic for people, and we just think it would be a good way for people to gradually increase their KiwiSaver contributions. Yeah. And, you know, if, if a young person does it, um, it would take, I think it's after 14 years, they'd be at 10%, going up from 3%, um, and stay at 10 perhaps. Um, if a young person did it, they might end up with about twice as much in retirement as they would have if they didn't do it. So this this gradual... It's based on this save more tomorrow principle that I think we've talked about before that Americans have done research on and tried in workplaces over there. And what they've done there is you save more when you get a pay rise. But because KiwiSaver doesn't... The people running KiwiSaver don't know when you've got a pay rise. You know, it's it's a similar effect. Mm. Yeah. Um, um, I'd like to officially disown my maths of a couple of minutes ago, by the way. I've been doing it again in my head and I was no idea. So uh, ignore my arithmetic. Oh. Listen to Mary. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's good advice any week. Yeah. Uh, okay. So um, uh, a little tick for that idea. Well, you know, not everybody. One of the criticisms I've already seen of it is that it might be just too hard for workplaces to run run the scheme, which, 
Look, I don't know, Jesse. In these these days of pretty sophisticated computer programs, I can't believe that something like that couldn't be set up. Um, so that those who who signed off for it, that you know, each wouldn't. Somebody said to me this morning, actually, gosh, um, a, a payroll adjustments have to happen every April the 1st, and now you're adding one for July the 1st. And I said, okay, we'll move the whole thing to April the 1st mm-hmm. and do it then, if you like. It doesn't matter what date it's on. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I can't believe that there couldn't be clever computer program people yeah. who could set this up to make it work yeah. well. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, now, the next one is was proposed by someone at the commission a year or two ago, but it was just an idea that was put out there, and that's what they're calling sidecar savings. Mm. And we might have even possibly talked about it a bit back then, I think. But what they've spelled out here is an employee could sign up to get um, an extra 1% taken out of their their pay. So if it's currently 3%, they'd go to 4 and that extra money would be put into a separate account for emergency spending. So it would go into a little sidecar account that's not KiwiSaver as such. It's an emergency money fund that would grow until it reached $3,000. And then after that, if you're still get, having your 1% extra going in, and that would just go into ordinary old KiwiSaver. So you've always got $3,000 there. And then, of course, if you spend it... You have to start again raising mm. them. But the idea is that it's money there for emergency spending, for when the car breaks down, when the roof starts yeah. leaking, things like that, that currently people are, quite a lot of people are getting hardship withdrawals from their ordinary KiwiSaver fund mm. to do that kind of thing. This would be easier access than, it's quite hard to get money out under hardship withdrawal, and so it should be because that's, taking money out of your retirement savings, you know, and you're never going to get anywhere if you do that too often. You're never going to get a decent sum at retirement if you do it that way. So this idea is sort of specifically to be um, money that that can be spent on emergencies, and I quite like the idea of it, really. Um, They did a trial on something like that, something similar in the Philippines, and that's worked pretty well for people. I actually think it might make... KiwiSaver more popular in some ways because it gives people not just their retirement savings happening, but they know they've got this three thousand bucks sitting there for for when emergencies happen. Or, yeah. yeah, and retirement isn't the only thing you need to save for. Well, exactly. Yeah, and if you're saving yes. in one place, you might as well do all your saving in one yeah. place. And you know, some people one of the negatives about KiwiSaver is the money is basically tied up unless you get into dire straits. This is saying so. Some people say, "Well, I don't really want to be in KiwiSaver because I can't get at that money when I need it." And this is addressing that issue. Um, if you were in a high-risk um, account, you'd want your three thousand dollars to just be in cash or something, wouldn't you? Uh, you'd want that not y- to be invested. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. That that we hadn't yet, haven't addressed in the review about how it would be invested. But you're quite right; it would would be invested in. Um, I imagine it would be invested in the lowest risk mm. um, fund that that provider offers, which, once again, there's a whole lot more administration involved. You know, people, the providers might be saying, oh, gosh, you know, some people will have this and some won't, mm. and, and on and on it goes. But, I'm, I mean, I'm we at the, the commission, when they were putting these these 
ideas together and I was involved in it. They had a meeting of providers and government officials and some mm. other people involved in KiwiSaver and bounced some of these ideas off them. And um, the providers, for the most part, see, they would quite like it because more money is actually coming in to their fund and, and therefore they can charge more in fees, etc. Um, on the other hand, it's more administration. Um, but... I, I, I'm not terribly sympathetic to providers' complaints because, as I said all along, they're, they're getting a pretty nice deal mm-hmm. out of KiwiSaver with the taxpayers funding the scheme and or partly funding the scheme. So I think they, you know... They can live with it. it. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, once again, the employers might say, well, we've got to keep track of this. We've got to keep track of who's having the extra 1% coming out, but there's got to be a way okay. to make these things work. Yeah. Third oh, idea. Yes, yeah, third idea is to exclude fixed fees from low balance KiwiSaver accounts. So fees in nearly every case, the fees a provider will charge between twenty five and about forty, forty five dollars mm. per account plus a percentage of the balance. And that works fine for most people, but if you've got a balance under say five thousand dollars, then that fixed charge of Thirty or forty dollars makes quite an impact on your savings. So the idea is, quite often children have got accounts with not a heck of a lot in them, or people starting out, you know. And it can be quite discouraging seeing how big a bite, a big percentage bite, comes out because of that yeah. fixed fee. So some of the people, some of the providers are doing this anyway. They're not charging a fixed fee on low balances, or they're doing it just for kids, or. And it's, and it's in their interests to foster a saving habit and to make yeah. people feel good when it, they first start. That's about absolutely right. What happens, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, yeah. So a good provider probably should be doing this anyway, and it'd be good to see that happen. We've got, I've got one more, and then there's this letter. Have we got time for that as well? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. Um, the um, so the fourth provision out of, as I say, there's about. 14 provisions, so go and have a look online at the others. There's some other interesting ones as well, but the fourth one I zeroed in on for today is putting fee projections on KiwiSaver annual statements. So these days, people get an annual statement that, as of the last year or so, gives them an estimate of how much savings they'll have at retirement if they continue at their current pace. And the idea of this is also to say, okay, if you continue at your current pace with, in your current fund, here's how much you will have paid in fees by the time you get to 65. Um, I bet the and, providers like that one. Well, yeah, they weren't so keen on that one, funnily enough. But And then the idea will be to put, include a comparison of the average fee, um, the fee on the average fund of that type. So if you're in a growth fund, we would have a look at, we would also present a number that says if you were in the, in the average growth fund for fees, this is what you would pay, so that people can see whether theirs is a sort of above or below average and what sort of impact it would have, which is kind of neat, I think. It would be good, useful information for people. Agreed. Yeah. Okay, to a piece of correspondence. Hi, man, can you please ask your Thursday afternoon financial expert if it is worthwhile me joining KiwiSaver? The thing is, when KiwiSaver first started, I was somewhat sceptical. I started to grow marijuana instead. Not to be a dealer, but a wholesale supplier to just the one person. The whole time I've kept my very same, very stable job in my community. No one knows I've had the sideline. 
Uh, it all leaves my area every four months, and I continue working, volunteering <laughs> at church, and just being a regular person. I live in a freehold house that's not too flash in a not too flash neighbourhood, though that is changing, and I see more and more wealthy moving in. The thing is, with the pending legalisation of cannabis, my sideline business will likely come to an end. I'm mid-50s with no dependents. I've got money saved and manage an overseas trip every second year plus a cruise once a year. My salary is fine, and I'm sure I can manage on it, so is it worth me joining KiwiSaver? <laughs> Regards, and I've signed it, not a librarian. They've also put a PS which says... The above is fiction, maybe. The, the above is fiction, maybe. So it's all a bit of fun, and we, there's no way of knowing whether it's really true or not. I love the fact that... He, I think it's a man, uh, says he attends church. He's a good citizen, but yeah. he's got this little sideline business. Yeah. And um, it's, all, it's all kind of fun. But the, the point is, he says, should I, you know, I've been doing this instead of KiwiSaver. Well, I would say he should have been doing both. I mean, why not all along? Right. You know, yeah, it's, he, this, this might be bringing him slightly higher returns. But talk about risk related to return. It's yeah. a fairly classic example of that. I wonder um, if anyone does... Um, Use their ill-gotten gains uh, to, to put into KiwiSaver. To put into KiwiSaver. It'd be money laundering or something, would it, if you put it through... through well, I, they probably do, yeah. I suppose. I mean, it's always hard to tell which dollars are which, isn't it? Yeah. You know, this guy's got a job plus his little sideline, and then if he puts some money into KiwiSaver, we don't know which dollars it was. But It was nice of him to take the time to write to you, though. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, a handwritten letter, and yes, and... Yeah, and you know the referendum at the end of the year will might well change it all for him. So he better get him to KiwiSaver now, I'd say. Okay. Yeah. Mary Holm, thanks so much. Pleasure, Jesse. If you have a letter for Mary, um, you can send it to her via me. Uh, email to jesse at rnz.co.nz. Uh, and Mary covers all sorts of different money topics, uh, sometimes KiwiSaver. Uh, sometimes not KiwiSaver, sometimes investment, sometimes budgeting, all sorts. So if you'd like to share your particular situation with her and see if she can give you some uh, info or expertise, uh, well, jesse at rnz.co.nz. Can I just quickly yeah, say I can't answer all letters or not uh, nearly yeah. all letters. Yeah. But So there'll be a big chance nothing will happen, but I'll always read them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or, more likely... Um, you'll hear it in a column in a couple of couple of months or something. Possibly, but yeah. often not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But take your chances. Yes. <laughs> uh, or, uh, even better than that, search your topic in Mary's archive. You can do that on our website or on hers. But if you head to rnz.co.nz and search Mary Holm, you'll see all the chats that we've had uh, with her over the last few years. And Mary Holm's website is maryholm.com, and she's also got her columns there. So, for example, if your question is like, I'm about to retire, is it worth me joining KiwiSaver? Well, she's definitely answered that question before. Or I'm about to invest in property. Would I be better to pay off my mortgage before I start investing? She's definitely answered that one before. So worth looking it up.